Massage. Massage. massage? I love a foot massage. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Do you not? Uh, No, I hate feet. (laughs) (laughs) Just put you in a fucking bubble. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, happy future Valentine's Day, because when people hear this, it will be Valentine's Day. Yes, I love it. I feel like it's so fortunate and on brand that we are coming out on Valentine's Day, and it'll be our 52nd. It's it's such kismet. It's Valentine's Day. It's our one-year anniversary. It's all of it. Yeah. Although, help me understand this. So I was looking back at our first episode aired on February 22nd. Yes. So we are not technically to our one year anniversary yet. And yet we are doing our 52nd episode. I think it's, do you remember learning this in math fence post error? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because it's, yeah, because it's, yes. So technically it's maybe not our one year. So I'm, I'm the liar here, but. But it's 52 um, weeks. That's a lot of, that's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Close enough. Because basically our first episode is like zero. Right. It's the fence post. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, congrats to us. Love. Hope everybody love wanted love. a math lesson. <laughs> That's what they come here for. We do We do love love. Um. So, okay. I kind of – I feel like some of our uh, updates kind of dovetail in that do you want to – because I want to talk about your Thursday app event. Yes. But I also want to – obviously, we have to talk about the rower. And then I also want to talk about the Thursday app event in conjunction with sort of like meeting people IRL, putting yourself out there and like – so which – where where do you want to start? Let's get the rower out of the way. Okay. That's – Because then we can just – we can talk about him. We can hold his funeral and then we move forward. Great. And apologies to the patrons because you're going to hear this again, um, although maybe with some new information because I honestly, even though it was only yesterday, I can't remember what I said. Um, And a plug that patrons heard the update on the rower like the day after it happened. Yes, which is also probably approximately 10 days before you are hearing this podcast right now. So I, as everybody knows, I had been promising myself that I would honor how I was feeling about Mm -hmm. the rower and kind of notice, watch the movie, as we were saying last week, notice how I'm feeling. Am I feeling sad? Is this occupying brain space in a negative way on a consistent basis? And it up until last week, it hadn't been. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I had ups and downs of, you know, days where I felt better about it than other days. And but largely speaking, it was much more positive than negative. Yeah. And in the last week, it became largely negative. And we talked about this on the Patreon. Like, I don't know why. What shift were you perceiving, if any? I wasn't. That's so interesting. I know. I wonder if I, like, had some sort of dream that I don't remember that, like, launched me into this different brain space. Because truly, Rourke, I woke up on Wednesday of this week and just felt bad about it. That's so weird. I mean, in a way, it's a good example of listening to your gut, mm-hmm. right? Where I definitely have woken up feeling bad about people I was dating and told myself, you know, it's lack of sleep. I, I'm, this is fine. And if I had just listened to those signals, I think I probably 
uh, would have made different choices. Yeah. My gut was saying I was sad. We don't know why. I woke up. I got the best sleep I've gotten in a very long time on Tuesday night. I woke up. I was feeling great. And then something shifted and I was on the brink of tears and actually crying all day on Wednesday. Mm. That is – that's an intense emo- – that's intense. It was really intense. And it was – I think it was my gut being like – danger like this is bad you are feeling bad etc yeah so i didn't say anything to him that day i i wanted i wanted to move through that in super intense feeling i didn't want to have a conversation while i was you know triggered i guess in that yeah, way like super elevated right so i waited until thursday i still felt it not as intensely like by thursday i wasn't like struggling to not cry Mm -hmm. Um, and I ended up texting him on Thursday evening and we had been like going back and forth bantering about something earlier in the day. And so I texted him and I said, I need to put our sarcasm aside for a second. I have not been feeling good about where we're at recently. And I'd like to talk about that when you have a second. There you go. And he said, he totally, he, he wrote back and said, I totally understand. Happy to chat. And so we set up a phone call for Friday night after work. And it was a really good conversation, but it ended in us ending. Yeah. Yeah. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little, little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the recess ginger lime mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Um. And he actually led the conversation from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like he – I could tell that he was going through it in his voice. What do you mean by that? What does it – what would it mean for – what does it mean for him to be going through it? That he felt really bad about making me feel bad. Gotcha. Um, And not that he was playing the victim at all, but just I could tell that like his voice was wrapped with emotion. Mm Mm-hmm. Is what I mean. Yeah. Um, and so he he called me because his day was over later than mine. And I asked him how he was and he said, okay. And I said, just okay. And he said, yeah, you know, I, I know why you've been feeling this way. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it's because of me and I, I truly feel really sorry that I have made you feel this way. And I said, tell me more about that. And so then he did. He talked – he said, you know, I have realized over the last couple of weeks that I am not as ready for a relationship as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. It is definitely what I want, but I'm not 
ready for one. Right. And he said, and I've been feeling this way over the last couple of weeks and trying to wrap my head around it. And I am really sorry that you had to push me to talk about it. Yeah, because I was going to ask if did you did you confirm? So the way I'm thinking about this a little bit is how when I, I I'm I'm just a very self critical person, and so when I go into performance reviews at work, I will often say, "I know what you're going to say. Here's all the stuff <laughs> I have to work on. Here's what's not going well. Like, am I right?" And part of that. So did you then confirm for him, yeah, you did do that to me? Or did you say – or like how did you react? Did you confirm or deny his suspicions? I said I really appreciate that because this has felt really shitty for me. Mm-hmm. And and I also said to him, I don't think that you were misleading me. Okay. Like I know – I was like, I want to be clear. Like I know that you that you were not – intentionally misleading me. I think like that was, I wanted, I thought that was important to say to him that I'm not Mm -hmm. like, I don't think he did anything terribly wrong. Like, could he have been more open and transparent? Like the minute he started to feel that way? Sure. Right. But like in the explicit conversations that we've had about it, he, he was as upfront and honest as he could have possibly been. Mm -hmm. Um, and so yes, I did confirm for him. Yes, you were correct. That is the way that I've been feeling. I agree. I wish you had been a little bit more upfront. Also, we're talking about like a two-week time period. You know, like it's not the end. Like it, it wasn't like this massive, you know, betrayal. Right. And you had started opening yourself up to others. There, it, yeah. it, there was movement on your end as well. And so, yeah. Yeah. So I, I did acknowledge. I said, I really appreciate the apology, you know. And yeah, this felt really shitty. And this continues to feel shitty because – I know that we have a really strong connection and mm-hmm. I know that there is, you know, something here if you were ready for that. And yeah. he agreed. He said, he said, yeah, this is really hard for me too. And he also said, I forget exactly how he phrased it, but basically he acknowledged that like it's it's harder for me than it is for him. Mm-hmm. Like because both things can exist, right? Like it can be extre- – it can be hard for him while – being shittier even for me. Totally. Um, and so he did acknowledge that. But he said, he said, yeah, this is really hard for me too because I want a relationship. Mm-hmm. I want to find my person. I want marriage. I want a family. Also feel such a strong connection with you. And he like listed off all the things that are amazing about me, which was nice to hear. I felt such a strong connection with you and I can see that with you. And I don't know why I don't feel ready for it. Mm-hmm. But I know that I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And it's – I mean – He said it's super frustrating. Yeah. And, I'm, and I said, yeah, for me too, bro. <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I I said this to you before. I I confer, We confirmed – or I, I confirmed the memory that I had that he had done therapy in the past and we yeah. agreed that I hope he reengages in that. I um, hope so. I, I think he think, will based on the tenor of the conversation. That's good. That's good. Obviously, I'm very sorry that – things panned out this way, right? You know? Yes. Thank you. Me too. Yeah, of course. Like, when things don't go the way we want romantically, it fucking sucks. And also, I'm glad that, because I know that I, when we were texting about the fact that you had this call upcoming, I unhelpfully um, provided the idea that he might not give you clarity and that that would be a very scary thing 
if I was in your shoes. And so at the least, I'm glad that he gave you clarity at this juncture. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I still, like, I, I think that if I hadn't have done this this week, I would have entered territory where I would have regretted my actions. Mm-hmm. Just because that's of my kind own. that's like what Jeff was talking about, right? Where your yeah. feelings would have been making you behave in a way that you did not like, that you were changing really your behavior point. based on yeah. these negative feelings. Yeah, really good point, for sure. But at having done it at this juncture, based on the information that I had throughout the three months that I've known him, I would have made the exact same decisions. Yeah. And I'm happy with every decision I made, given the information that I had at that time. Totally fair. And this is where mileage may differ on an individual level here. And because yeah. I know for me, I've I, I said this in the past, that I prefer to be black and white, even if it means like missing out on something that might have been good. And sure. so, for example, like I probably would have ended it on New Year's Day just because I couldn't live in the discomfort of not of the gray area. Mm-hmm. And that it's a risk tolerance question. And it sounds like you were talking about that on your live today where like my emotional risk tolerance for that, I feel safer with firm boundaries of like, yes, we are or no, we're not. I don't do well with maybe. And so like that for me is what I would have done, but that doesn't mean it's right for you. I, yeah, absolutely. And that's totally valid for you. And I appreciate that you recognize, I obviously know that you do, but like the difference between something being right for somebody versus another, this is one of the the battles that I've been fighting in my TikTok comments that I honestly walked away from recently. And by recently, I mean like 10 minutes ago. Oh, (laughs) okay. So very recent. Very, well, it's because it's comments on the video I just posted. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. But is that the comments that I don't appreciate and I don't find helpful, and this people say this to people in person too, are you should have done X. Mm-hmm. Like after that conversation on New Year's, you should have run. You should have ended things. Yeah. A, something that would be totally valid would be – I think I probably would have ended things. I'm putting that in quotes. Like a a comment, like you right now saying like, hmm, like that probably wouldn't have worked for me. Like I probably would have wanted to end things on New Year's. Sounds like you're cool with your decision though. Yeah. Versus like you should have done this and like the implied judgment there. Yeah. Is something that I don't appreciate. And not just about this video or – and not just on TikTok. Totally. Good blanket – blanket policy. Yes, exactly. Unsolicited advice in general with that layer of judgment on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So now we we continue to move forward. Not that we weren't already, because as you mentioned, I've been, you know, swiping and my matchmaker starting back up and Yeah, I'm you know, super I'm very excited about that. I am too. She um technically started working for me again on February first, but like that's when she begins the reach outs. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of like runway. Although she did say – yeah. Although she did say that she had been talking to a few people right before I told her I wanted to pause. Whether or not those people are still interested and available, not sure Open question. Open question because that was like two months ago. Yeah. Well, great. Yeah. So – and then – oh, the other – one other thing I did want to mention because people have been asking this a lot is would I be open – to revisiting things with him if he were to – and you asked me this too on the Patreon, like yeah. if he were to come call in. And I, the answer is yes. 
Mm -hmm. but I'm purposefully not really spending much brain space on that because – right. It's like that's a future me problem and I don't want to spend too much time thinking about how I would handle a hypothetical situation that may or may not come to be. Yes. So if he – we can strategize that on the podcast when it comes to Bear. Right. Like if he if he reaches out, then I'll decide what I want to do. Totally. But I didn't tell him anything either way. I didn't say don't. I didn't say do. Like we didn't discuss the future. Yeah. I like that. I think that that I, – I like that. Yeah, me too. So let's tell me more about Dallas dating. What's going on? So we – myself, Amy, her friend Sarah, and then a friend of Sarah's – um, named Vicky all went out last night and it was very fun. We went to a couple different places. There was one place where I felt a little, so we've been using Bumble to sort of source recommendations from men. Mm, that's a good and, idea. And the first place we went, we thought was going to be more of a chill cocktail bar where we could like sit and talk. Like that would be sort of a good starting point where we could decide what we yeah. wanted our night to look like. It was so fucking loud and oh no oh my god it was popping and i was not emotionally prepared and <laughs> also i got this drink that no ingredient suggested that this was going to be the situation the entire the external of the glass had been sort of as if somebody had taken powdered sugar and gone Whoo! and so it was like splattered with powdered sugar what? which the drink didn't need sugar and so i just sort of like thumbed it away and would drank from this one little corner the whole time. And also I was wearing a black jacket. And so oh, I no. had, it looked like I'd been snorting in the bathroom. Lines and <laughs> it was all over my, it was so fuck. I was like, I have to get rid of this glass. This is absolutely insane. But oh, no. when, um, when I was putting the glass down, I was sort of mumbling to myself and this guy said, hello. And he was with, he was with a girl. It turned, it, I believe that they're just friends from home now based on how mm-hmm. he is texting me. But um, it, this is not a guy that I want to date. Oh. Um, but maybe he can introduce you to guys you want to date. 100%. And so I keep trying to pivot to group, to ideas of group. Because mm. um, he even, he texted me and he was like, we should all meet up sometime. Because he was with a big group. Oh. And so I'm like, yes, we all should. <laughs> anyway, he sends me the, the only thing I want to talk about. The only reason I'm telling the story right now is because he sends me a story. He does not send me a story. He sends me a photo. Oh, I was going. <laughs> that was weird. Um, he sends me a photo um of a place where presumably he's at for brunch, and this is mm-hmm. why I I think he's trying to pivot it in a dating direction. And he says, "I gotta take you here." Sends oh me no! A, and sends me a picture of like people dining at brunch. I don't know okay. if you'll be able to see this. Do you see that man? I do see that on man. his phone. I do. Okay, so this guy has no idea that he's done this, but that's Ivan Hall. Do you remember Ivan from Bachelor in Paradise? And the- no way. Yeah, I was like, wait, are you with anyone in this photo on the <laughs> like, or is this just background? <laughs> what did he say? He goes, "I came here alone. What's up?" <laughs> that's amazing. Did you tell him that that guy is from The Bachelorette? Yeah. I was like, okay, because the guy on his phone is Ivan Hall. Like, I'm pretty fucking sh- So first I'm like, who does this look like? And I'm like, it's a, it's pinging for The Bachelor. I think it's Ivan. I go to Ivan's Instagram. Ivan lives in Dallas. I'm like, oh, this is so Ivan. it's definitely th- th- obviously this is him. Ivan. Yeah. I love Ivan. Me too. And he actually asked. He was like, oh, is that like one that like women really like? 
And yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know if his stock is dropping. He got kind of a bad edit on the most. I like go in on the match. And he's like, (laughs) cool. (laughs) So why? I have a a couple couple questions. So one, yeah, the I got to take you here thing. Very datey. Yeah. Why though? Why does he gotta take you here? What a was there anything? Oh, about... I think he was just saying like it's a great brunch spot. He's reaching for like a reason to like if you liked this man in a dating capacity. Oh yeah, I'd be like about that. Heck test. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we'd be like, good job, man. Like you, you like. There's no actual reason that you gotta take me to this place except the fact that you want to go out with me. Exactly. Yeah. So like, good on you for coming up with an opening to do that. But we we don't want to date this man. So we yes. And also, I do feel a little confused too because I very much thought he liked Sarah. And so did Amy. Like, Amy and I both thought he liked Sarah. That's actually a, – this is poses a good question about like IRL meeting. How did you end up – how how are you the one with his phone number or does everybody have his phone number? Like how did that Both work? Sarah and I have his phone number. How did that happen? He had said – we were te- like telling him how we were like trying out Dallas, like da 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 And yeah. he said like, well, we like gestured to the group. He's like, we'd like love to tell you, like give you recommendations. Like let me get your phone number, whatever. And then – he was giving Sarah crap for, I guess they had been talking and then somebody else overheard that she was from New Jersey and started talking to her about New Jersey. So she pivoted to talk to him. And uh-huh. so this guy was sort of joshing her about, I'm trying to think of the right word, sort of like giving her, like, like giving ribbing her, her crap, I guess, like giving her a hard time yeah. for like ditching him to talk to somebody about New, Jer- New Jersey. And so she was like, no, 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 I promise. Like, I wasn't, like, disinterested. See, I'll give you, like, you can have my, like, number or something. Like, it was something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. So that, like, that's how that set up. And then he and his friends left. But how did you get his number? Because he said, we have recommendations. Take my number and I'll send you some. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Got it. And has he been texting with Sarah? Do we know? This I don't know. Sarah is staying with her friend Vicky. Ah. So we have not, we have not assessed. Got it. Okay. Well, hopefully you can get some group hang out of this. Yeah. No, I'd be down for a group hang. Yeah. I think that what I want to take back to LA out of this experience is there is – it's a good – like being on vacation, you tell yourself there are no stakes because you're never going to see these people again, right? Very true. The reality is that's true all the time, frankly. Correct. And so like I don't know why – I am so worried about how someone's going to perceive me coming up and saying hello. You know, yeah, what am I so afraid of? They then go back to their friends and be like, oh, this like weird girl came and said hi to me. Fine. I zero, can live with that. Zero risk. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I just, I just want to like care less. Like it's, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And all of it went out. I think we got like across the four of us. Vicky's married to be clear. Oh, she did bring over. The, so we were talking to these two guys. I was talking to one. And he was, he was very weird about the other guy's relationship status. Oh. And I was like, wait, is he married? And the guy talking to me goes, I don't know him that well. I don't know him that well. So And so I said to the other guy, I was like, excuse me, is this your good friend? And he goes, yeah, we're good friends. I was like, oh, so he might know your marital status? <laughs> and, and then they're like, hmm, what? That is so shifty. Oh, yeah. This guy was for sure married. Anyway. Ugh, I really hope 
I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt here, but I really hope that the reason that they were being shady about it was not because the married guy was trying to cheat on his wife, but rather because the single guy was trying to position his friend as a wingman. Yeah, and that could be. Yes. Because that has happened – not that that's a good thing for the single guy to, to do, but it's a yes. better situation than yes. the married guy trying to cheat on his wife. Totally. But I have had guy friends like say that, that they will – I, I tell them not to do this, but that they will like present themselves as single or at least not confirm or deny when they're trying to wingman their friend. Because like if they're walking up to two women, the, the woman that, that they're about to talk to is like less likely probably to engage with them if they know that they're not an, a prospect. Right. Right, right. Yes. And so they're trying to not like Good salt logic, their friend's game. fucked up execution. Completely. Yes. Yeah, they're not wrong. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> but yeah. it doesn't doesn't it's not cool. Yeah. But yeah, so this is good practice. That is something that I am not good at is in person meeting. Mm-hmm. When unless there's like a pre constructed thing going on, like mm-hmm. I meet people through volleyball all the time. Like I feel very comfortable walking up to strangers at a volleyball tournament or like having little side conversations or small talk with people. Um, but just out in a very free form environment, like a bar, I'm, I am not good at it. Why do you think that, like, what, what is it about it? I I think it's the, the anxiety of it. Yeah. Of, yeah. I mean, that's obviously perception, exactly what you said. Yeah. Um, which brings me to the Thursday dating app event because I think it had such potential. So to give people some background Thursday, is a dating app. It's only in New York City and London right now, but I imagine they're going to try to expand. Um, the way that it works is the app is only active on Thursdays. So you during the week, you tell it whether or not you're available on Thursday and they host an in-person party at a bar mm-hmm. every Thursday night. And if you have toggled your availability to be on, It'll then- like put you in the deck? Yes. And then on Thursday, you're able to see the profiles of other people who've said they're available. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to the event. Like you could toggle it on but not go. Of course, yeah. And so then on Thursday, you, you can mean see you're not people. like they don't round you up and like get in there. Well, you, you don't have to buy going. a t- you don't have to buy a ticket. You don't have to have bought a ticket to say that you're available because the it, it, the tickets are only two dollars, but you do have to buy a ticket in order. In theory, so which we'll get which we will get to. Oh. So then on Thursday, yeah, that you're in the deck. The deck opens up. Um, in you can pay for it and be able to see like everyone, but there was a limit on the number of people that I was able to kind of swipe through mm-hmm. without paying. Although then I waited a little longer and got some more. So mm. whatever. And then if you match with someone, that match will go away at midnight. Whoa. So like you have to – right. So you have to like exchange numbers, which I did with one guy, but then it kind of fizzled. Or say like, oh, we're both going to the event. Like let's, you know, hang out when we get there or whatever. The event's at a bar. The thing is – the sort of tickets thing is that if you buy a $2 ticket, $4 because Eventbrite charges, um, before 9 o'clock, you can get in without waiting by showing your dating app profile and the ticket. Mm Mm-hmm. And then after nine, it's, you know, whatever. Anything goes, you have to wait in line. Gotcha. So a few friends and I decided to do that. We bought tickets. 
And we figured like if the event sucks, at least we're there with a friends and it 100%. was in the West Village. So there's tons of bars around. We don't I don't necessarily love the bar that it was at. So we were like, oh, we can go somewhere else if it sucks. So we got there at like 830. They were not checking tickets or dating app profiles at the door. Uh, okay. So the the whole point of the event yeah. and the way that they market the event is that it's a party where you know everyone's single. And that was immediately not the case because they weren't checking a single thing at the door. They need to work that out. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm going to go to another one at some point. I'm not free this Thursday, but I'm going to go to another one at some point because I don't know if that's always the case or if there was just a malfunction on this particular evening. Yeah. I feel like people would be calling this out if it was something that happened every single time. Yeah. I want – yeah. How odd. It, it's literally the entire literally premise of the, the event. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the whole you had point. one job. One job is to make sure that the people in the bar are single or – I mean, I guess they could be lying, but make sure that the people in the bar have your app and bought a ticket to this event. And they couldn't even do that. Incredible. And so the bar was packed. Ooh. And, but like it was – first of all, it was like too packed. Oh. But secondly, they there was no way of knowing whether the other people were there for this thing. So – the barrier to walking up to somebody that is lowered by knowing that they are also there to meet single people was mm-hmm. gone. Right. The whole idea is like, oh, like the stakes – to your point, the stakes are always quite low. But the stakes are even lower at this event because everybody who's here has come to the event to meet people. Mm-hmm. The con- So that construct is already there. They ruined it by not checking anything at the door. Absurd. Yeah. And in addition to that, there wasn't really anybody in the crowd that, was that any of us wanted to really – yeah, that any of us really even wanted to go on on that limb for. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of a double whammy. But I don't know if that bar's crowd just sucks and those people were there on Thursdays or if, or the, if the dating app the crowd app sucks. Right. I have no yeah. idea. So we're, I'm going to go to another one. I'm going to gather more data. Love it. But, creative journalism happening right here. Yes. But that – it wasn't good. I'm sorry. That's a disappointment. Agreed. Agreed. But I would like to be better at in-person meeting. Yeah. I mean, this is good. This feels like good training wheels for me, especially because I think that also to be fair, we got out of practice in the past two years. So true. So, so true. Like we we, we all got to get we all got to get our sea legs a little bit again. Yes. That's very true. I was thinking about that last night. I went to a friend's birthday party. It was a very – the environment of the bar very much lent itself to talking to people. Everybody mm-hmm. was kind of milling around. There were games and stuff. And honestly, I, I mean, I also didn't really see anybody that I really wanted to go up and talk to. But I was also thinking my friend lives in Queens and thus his birthday party was in Queens. And it took me and my friend like an hour and 20 minutes to get there. Yeah, I was going to say that's a trek for you. Yeah, and most people that live in this area, like, or that go out in this area, like, they live there because yeah, it is Yeah, so it's not, not a desirable population for you. Yeah. Like, it's not convenient to get to this, to get to Astoria if you don't live in Astoria. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I had that thought. I'm like, most of the guys here probably live in this area, meaning I am entering a long-distance relationship if I talk to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So, and again, it's not like I saw somebody and thought like, ooh, I want to go talk to him, but I'm not going to because he lives in Queens. Like, that's not what happened. Yeah. But I did have that thought. But on that note, so I – speaking of like people who just like seem better at things Mm -hmm. at like that. So I had – well, I had lunch. She didn't – I had tea 
She had a latte. Whatever. I met up with. Let's nail this down. <laughs> what were the orders? Get the receipt. <laughs> Wait, that's funny you say that because we accidentally dined and dashed. Oh my God, you thieves. She went back. Oh, thank God. Um, So I met up with um, Jillian Richardson is a coach um, that I have met on Instagram and we like messaged a lot and we, she lives really close to me. And so, and she also is a, a listener and a patron actually. So she oh, was by Jillian. She is very like, she previously before the pandemic ran in-person events, literally with the purpose of people like making community. Um, but I could also just tell that she's really good at it. Like the way that she was engaging with the people in the space that we were in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, Want, I want to try to channel people like her. I do have one last update that I want to give. It's it's quick. Okay. Do you have a white whale on dating apps? What do you mean? Are you familiar with the term white whale? Yes. I, like I, I get the literary reference, but like what would that mean yeah. in the context of dating apps? Somebody that you see all the time that you always swipe right on or like say oh, yes to so funny. and no, have I do never not. matched with. Okay. No. I do. <laughs> I do. I have a white whale. Um, I have been seeing him off and on on specifically Bumble okay. for years. That's hilarious. Years. Um, we also have some mutual friends. Like I, I also just know who he is, and I'm not going to give more detail on this. But like I, we've never met, but I know, I know of him. Gotcha. And I, I've seen him. He's so hot. He's really tall. I've seen him. Honestly, we've lived in New York for like the same amount of time. I've, I've seen him hundreds of times that's not that's an exaggeration whatever i've seen him a lot yeah. i swipe right every time we've never matched we matched on thursday oh my god have you been yeah. talking yes but the conversation has recently fizzled fuck i know and i'm like i literally am like oh my god i can't believe i'm messaging with him <laughs> oh god like, we gotta get back on track in my mind because i've just seen him so often and I've always thought he was so hot and like I've swiped right every single time and he finally liked me like that's like literally how I feel that's so funny I hope yeah I hope it restarts I know I hope so too um so that's my that's my last little update that's amazing listen up guys if you haven't heard yet we're coming to the DC comedy loft for another live podcast Thursday March 21st get your tickets we are I think over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows, start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about Hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt, I want to come with my sister, I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. 
travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrhight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. All right. Should we do weird or not before we dive into love languages? Yeah. Let's get let's, um, the love cast. The love cast? Yeah. That's our episode. It's a love cast, not a podcast. Oh, I was confused. I was like, what are we talking about? Um, okay. So this week's weird or not is they their dating app profile says that their love language is physical touch. I think this is not weird at all. Like, that's just one of them. Like, that's like <laughs> demonizing. Like, <laughs> I I can't. I can't do that. That seems so unfair. Um, what would be, like, what would be weird about it, do you think? I think that sometimes that um, answer or, like, that on somebody's profile can come across as creepy. Oh, interesting. So I guess then it's the surrounding words that matter. But the fact that they've declared their love language as physical touch is not in and of itself weird. I think it also matters on whether, and some people brought this up, are they answering it as a part of the hinge prompt that specifically asks for your love language? Or are they just throwing it into their profile amongst, to your point, like other contexts that might be a little suggestive? Right. Well, okay, sure. If it's in suggestive context, I change my answer. But even if it's in a Bumble verbiage profile where you're just saying things about yourself, like love dogs, da-da-da, love to travel, like love language physical. Like if you're just listing things, I'm fine with that. If it's If it's the example of the weird one that we talk about where people are like sexualizing their third grade selves, where they're like <laughs> – what would my teacher say about me? His language was physical touch. Like oh that's fucking weird. People okay? need to stop using that prompt. If you're out there using the what would my third grade teacher say about me prompt, stop. Yeah. Stop right now. So the, sure. Yes, it can. Anything though can be weird, right? In that way. Well, yeah. if, if you want to like any, we can make it weird. We can sure as hell make it weird. <laughs> but I think that this is not weird. And I think it's very not weird. So I'm going to say 1090. No, it was 19, whatever that is. 1981. Yeah. That's, that's close. Yeah. But not the weirdest, not the, not the most normal one we've ever had. Okay. I believe that. But, but still. I everyone think it's to a person who thought it was weird said it was weird because they've seen it as I have so often in a way that just feels kind of icky oh that's interesting see i actually do i who knows i'm a sieve things pass my eyeballs and never stay and so (laughs) it is entirely possible that i've seen this many times and not registered it i have never registered it i have no memories of this yeah i have seen it often in ways where i can just kind of tell that the guy doesn't actually know anything about love languages and is just saying he wants to be touched. Got it. Okay. But I agree with you that physical touch as a love language in concept is not weird. Yeah. None of them are weird. But we're going to get into that. Excellent. 
Well, perfect. We have uh, a themed, a themed weird or nah for our topic talk. Yes. Love to see um, it. So first we should probably tell people what love languages are. Yes. As, as, as we do, we got to start, start at the beginning with our lovely pastor, Gary Chapman. <laughs> and this is the part where we Dead. make a massive disclaimer that and actually a few people that answered the weird or not nah mentioned this. Not about like whether or not the guy was being weird for saying it, but just mentioned that the guy that coined the love languages thing, we don't stand this man. Like, I don't know this man. I don't know this man. He's he's religious and it, it has like this book was written for Christian marriage counseling, but I, I don't know this man. I don't necessarily want to cast dispersions. Oh, he he's he has some problematic stuff going on that we don't need to get into right now. Okay, um, I've I've not read anything about it beyond the fact that I know he's religious, and I don't I don't want to inherently say because somebody is religious, it's like wrong. No, that's not what I'm saying at okay. all. Okay, this great. man in particular is not somebody that I support. Gotcha. <laughs> but regardless of that, like I think that love languages has become much larger than his initial. Oh, for sure. The. The memeness, uh, like all of it's, it's a situation where I, I I heard this before about one hit. This is how you can define a one hit wonder, mm. which is where the popularity of the song outstrips the artist. Like yeah, you for, and I think that's actually that's like a great way to think about it. And the popularity of love languages has far outstripped the author. Oh yes, and. And I also I, – I think that, like, it now is – it's not even, like, capital L love languages in the way that, like, a theory would be capitalized. It's, mm-hmm. like, so, I think, a part of the dating zeitgeist at this point. Totally. Um, And I also think, before we get into defining it, too, that it's important to note, similar to when we talked about attachment styles, that, like, any one – thing is not the end all be all like you know if you are physical touch that like that's the thing that defines you or that you know like this is just like one aspect of how one might describe oneself and you know ways to show love totally i think that so i was reading up on this where um so like Lori um gottman from the gottman institute and Mm, um love the Gottmans, uh, an an inspiration and Esther Perel, like all these, these people have spoken about love languages and the theory as a whole. And Esther Perel was saying some stuff that I really agreed with where she was saying like, love her too. Also dream. Oh my God. Truly. She would, I think big time us, but she, one of the main reasons why I suggested that we create a media kit is to slide into Esther Perel's DMs. (laughs) So she was saying how, all love language and like i joke like to date me you've got to be fluent in all five languages sorry like that's what it's gonna fucking take and (laughs) so she was saying how like quality time these are relationship baselines yes and yeah and that like you and so like don't forget like i sort of want to think about this as like almost like a person, just a fun, silly personality test that you can talk about. Because like, for example, like there are certain, like they're going to be where it's like, I'm, if I'm going through a hard time, let's say gifts was my top one. It's not a gift's not going to cut it if I'm going through X. Right. And so it's like things ebb and flow. Like this is just like messy and like, we're just having fun with it. Like move on. 
Yeah, 100%. I think this is just a one of many ways that you could define oneself. Similar to how like if you say you're ENTP or, you yes. know, if you talk about like, you know, like that's Myers-Briggs or if you talk about the Enneagram or just fun things to get to know yourself a little bit better. Yeah. And, you know, maybe learn to express love in other ways too. Because to your point, I think most of the love languages at some level are baseline, but we're definitely not as good at some of them versus others, depending on our personalities and who we are. Totally. All righty. Should we just go through each one and sort of talk about their characteristics? Yeah. Um, Well, let's start with like what, so how do you define and how have like, have you talked about it with partners before? How do I, wait, those are two have I talked about love languages with partners before? So what is yours? Have you talked about yours with partners? And like, do you know what theirs are? Oh, got it. Okay. Um, so I am words of affirmation and receiving gifts are my two mm-hmm. highest. Although physical touch is usually in the mix. Mm-hmm. Quality time and acts of service are like so far off the radar that it's like they're not even close. So um, I, but I want to talk about the intersection of acts of service and gifts because oh, I yeah. think it we is will very odd to have those being high and low. Yes, we'll get Because I think that. there is such a Venn diagram. There definitely is, but I think in all of the quizzes that I've taken at least, like there are there – are, we'll get into it. But I think okay. that like the way that the questions pose it is one versus the other when you could make an argument for a question that is a quote-unquote receiving gifts attributed question mm-hmm. that is actually acts of service and vice versa. Gotcha. Um, I have – always talked about since I since love languages came to be in my psyche I have talked to every single partner about them oh wow that's yeah. so and interesting because I and I think the reason is because gifts is not something that I think a lot of people think about on a day-to-day basis like people think about receiving gifts as like and we'll get into this later, but people get into receive, think about receiving gifts as like Christmas or your birthday or like, you know, big gifts. And I think that people, I like receiving gifts all the time in a very like low level way. And that's something that I often want to talk to partners about. Gotcha. And then do they offer theirs and have you learned what like theirs are? Yeah. So this is why I think that the physical touch thing on dating app profiles often like makes me chuckle is because most guys say that theirs is physical touch in my experience. Mm-hmm. But I that's just not true. Like that 100% of men, it well, would be physical touch. So that's why I actually think the religious origin is a little interesting because physical touch is never has never been supposed to include sex. Yeah, very true. And so I think if a man understood, I, remove sex, they'd be like, I have a different answer. <laughs> well, right. But I, that's why, that's why, like, I don't think they get it. Like the people oh, that are totally. answering that. Yeah. No, because you're right. It's like literal, literal touching someone else, literally touching someone else. Because what's, so the the problem, the reason I ask though, like, have you asked what theirs are is because, so another thing that I was reading is that 
love languages have become very like self-focused and mm. the point of the book was actually to learn about how you can be better for your partner and so like the, we're, yeah. right now we're like gonna we're gonna define them using a psychology today article that um we can definitely post but they are all framed in what you do for your partner not like what does my partner do for me right and so i do i do think it's it's interest like the idea would be how can I kind of mold myself a little bit to make sure you feel supported and loved in various moments or like what you feel you need now? And so I think also like so much of love languages too, just as a good reminder to be an active listener and talk to your partner about what would feel good to them in X moment. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've talked about it with every partner that I've had since I learned about love languages is for that reason, because I want to understand what can I do to show you love better. And also I want to help you understand what you can do for me. Yeah. Ask not what you can do for your country. Ask what you can do for Allie. <laughs> yeah. Always. Please always ask what you can do for Allie. <laughs> um, okay. So let's start with gifts then. The There's like a little Great. bit of a, the, I like this article because it, it's a little bit of like quick and dirty at the top. So gifts, yeah. giving your partner gifts that tell them you were thinking about them. Does that resonate with you? Yes, absolutely. Specifically the, that tell them you were thinking about them part. I think that's the part of receiving gifts that people often don't think about or they just like, it. they end it at giving your partner gifts and they mm -hmm. think that like, I just want expensive stuff. Right. And that right, receiving right. gifts is like materialistic. No, you, you do fine with a single carnation. You were sustained yeah. for a fucking month. I want literally <laughs> this carnation. I bet you it would still be alive if I had tried. If I had I think so too. I bet it would be, given all the chemicals they probably had in that thing. Yeah. But yes, I was sustained by a single carnation for a month. Yeah. Hysterical. Um Okay, lovely. And then um your second one was words of affirmation? Words of affirmation, which this describes as saying supportive things to your partner. I do love that these these kind of are self-defining, right? Um, right. Like so, when you say the words out loud, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Words of affirmation. It means supportive yeah, words. Yeah. <laughs> supportive um, this speech. one actually is a little bit more helpful. The example the article gives on this one is your partner congratulates you, tells you great job, tells you that you look attractive, or thanks you for something. Those are – and then – the example for gifts is you get a gift. <laughs> you get a gift. <laughs> Wait, okay, you don't fucking say. Example, anyway. you get a gift or a small treat from your partner that tells you he or she was thinking about you. Yeah. We just read is the we definition of it. Like that that's thank not you. A good, it's not a good, not a good example. Um anyway. Okay, great. What what are some things that people have said to you that like make you feel like what when does that work for you? I really like thing like thoughtful words of affirmation. And so not just, you know, you you're so hot or like this particular one. Great job. Great job. <laughs> great job would not would not really do it for me, but like things like what the thanking you for something. If somebody mm -hmm. says like, you know, I don't know. Now I'm struggling to come up with an example. But if somebody says like, oh, like if I cook them dinner or something and they're like, thank you so much for that. That was so sweet of you. Like you're, it was so thoughtful of you to do that. Yeah. Or, you know, that those kinds of things that indicate that they 
know you as a person and are complimenting you for something. Yeah. I will say, I think that, I think that a simple great job can work in that I would tell the classmate about something that was happening at work. And most my friends don't like my friends don't when I tell them I did something cool at work they don't fucking know what it means they don't know yeah. exactly and so I for him to be like that sounds awesome you're gonna be partner within a year like like no no I'm not but thank you like you know like <laughs> he would just sort of like gas me up and in a generic way I suppose because he didn't know or understand the specifics but that totally does it for me that was like I thought that was really nice oh yeah absolutely Gen- the generic stuff is not bad per se um, but I think just, yeah, generally using your words, especially if you're not able to be together for some reason, mm. like having those literal affirmations that, you know, I like you, I'm thinking about you, you're great. Yeah, that's a good example of when like different love languages require are required during different sit- relationship situations. Yeah, like, and I, something that, that, I really struggled with in my long distance relationship is that ASV, one of ASV's love language was quality time. Mm-hmm. And I literally, there's nothing we can do about that. I mean, we had like virtual dates, but like doesn't really feel the same. Yeah. And that was really, really hard to deal with. And he was really bad. bad I shouldn't say he was really bad, but he struggled more with words of affirmation which is extremely important in a long distance relationship where often all you have are your words. Yeah, totally. Your highest one is acts of service, right? No, quality time. Oh, quality time. That's yeah, right. quality time and acts are both top, but quality time for sure, especially because my t- and again, things change through the life course, I believe. And so I think it's becoming very apparent that quality time is just very important to me now because my time is so limited. Mhm. And so for somebody to it means a lot to me when friends in my life prioritize me and yeah. I prioritize them too. You know, we show each other that like we both recognize that we're busy and so we're going to carve out this time to go on a walk together even if it means going early, like in the morning, you know, what whatever. Like we find that to me like shows that you care. Yeah. So question for you. So the definition of quality time according to this is spending meaningful time with your partner. What does meaningful mean to you? I would say that meaningful is when like, I actually think that can range. Um, I would say meaning less meaningful time is in a group setting. Mm -hmm. So for example, actually there was, I can't remember why, the classmate, one of us was, must've been traveling because we were supposed to reconvene in a group setting and it got canceled. And we both were like, Oh, thank God. We kind of just want to like have some, like, we just want to like be like alone together for a minute. And, um, so I think though, I'm a big fan also though, of like, like that can, it doesn't have to be directly engaged i think you could be on the couch watching a movie together that's meaningful time i don't think you need to be engaged in a conversation or like actively listening to each other for it to be meaningful but i don't think you i would say groups less so and then even less so is kind of like totally checked out from each other for example like so much so 
a fr- something a friend expressed to me during with her husband during work like now his job is permanently work from home and hers has always been that in the beginning of it when he had been going to work and he was now staying home on like a Saturday on Saturdays he liked to go golfing and she was saying to me I'm having a hard time saying to him we are together all week and yet I'm not with you in a way that is quality and yeah. so I miss you even though we're together all the fucking time yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. And so she was saying, like, I that he, like, really needs this stress relief. I don't want to prevent him from having, like, that hobby. Like, I love it. And sometimes I want him the fuck out of the house. So it's great. <laughs> but I want to, you know, I want to say to him, like, how can we find us time? That isn't yeah. just, like, this passive, we happen to be kind of these working roommates. Right. Like, in a co-working space. Yeah. Yeah. And – yeah, for me, not that I don't like to spend one-on-one time with my partner. Obviously, I do, or I wouldn't want to be dating them. Again, but that's like, the base, yeah, the baseline. Yeah, baseline. Exactly. Like Esther Perel said, the baseline is that you would like to spend one-on-one time with this human. Yeah. Otherwise, like, what are you doing? Yeah, break up. Um, <laughs> yeah, break up. Yeah, if you're listening to this and thinking, well, I really don't want to spend any one-on-one time with that person. Break but up. No, wait, wait, I don't want to, I don't want to overlook that that joke has a, like, that's, that is based in truth, right? Where, yes. like. <laughs> If you are viewing like quality time, FaceTiming somebody, telling them somebody a positive thing, if any of that feels like a chore, end it. Well, I do think yes in like a funny way, but I think that like some of these can feel like chores to people that aren't – like words of affirmation, for example. Mm -hmm. Words of affirmation can feel like a chore even if you really do love – the person and you have to just work at being better at like using your words because you're not a verbal person. I don't mean that it doesn't come naturally. I don't mean that it doesn't take work. I mean, if it's that feeling in your gut of, oh fuck, I don't want to be saying this to this person. Oh, well, yeah, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I think the reason that one of the reasons that quality time ranks so low for me is like, like I would love a group hang like all the time and I know you do too but like in terms of like I don't need that quality time as much I don't think mm. if I'm seeing my partner even in a group setting a lot yeah and I actually really like and I, I know you do too but I I really like seeing my partner in groups oh yeah for sure and like seeing someone and like being like proud of him and being like, yeah, he's awesome. Like everyone loves him. And like, this is so fun. Like I I like that a lot. Um, and so not that I, again, not that I don't like spending one-on-one time, but so yeah, that's quality I think time. This, I think and this stuff obviously intersects with other aspects of your personality. I think I'm a little bit more introverted than you. Yeah. 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 Um, so um, and Wait. then we have what? Oh, I was going to say, but acts of service. Also doing helpful things for your partner. Doing helpful things. And so what if doing a helpful thing is like giving them something physical that you might call a gift or a treat? Yeah, I think that's where we kind of have this overlap. But like I think of acts of service as I'll do the dishes for you or take out the trash or, you know, I know you're out of toothpaste and I was at Walgreens. So I got it and brought it for you. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a gift technically, but yeah. I wouldn't categorize that as receiving gifts. I would categorize that as acts of service. 
Got it. Because I view my like cooking for my friends as acts of service. Yes. I think that okay. is acts of service. Great. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I like that too. Like as we said, yeah, everybody totally. everybody has aspects Like how you of- cooked for New Year's Eve, like when you make yeah. fancy cocktails. Like I think that's a way that you show like I like you, so I'm going to go to go to this little extra effort. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. What was I going to say? It fell out of my head. Well, what's interesting while you're thinking of that, yeah. I think that I show love via acts of service far more than I prefer to receive it that way. Interesting. I know that I show love via acts of service because mm-hmm. I am good at being helpful. Like yeah. I like planning things. I like making dinners. I like, I, I like coordinating in ways that are helpful to other people. Yeah. I do not like that in return because I'm doing it. Gotcha. See, that's why I like receiving it that way because I'm like, thank you. One less thing I have to fucking think about. But it doesn't stress you out that that person might be doing it worse than you? Well, I think that you have to release sort of the gatekeeping aspect of it, right? Where. Where like I, I I will never forget something that the guy that I um I bring up I bring him up rarely, but he's the guy I did in New York. I call him the express train. He oh, yeah. he once like he noticed that a light bulb in my apartment was out. And so the next time he came over, he brought a light bulb and replaced it. I would love that. That would it be was great. so nice. Cause yes. it's like great. Now I don't have to go to the hardware store or like order something fucking like or and order eight of them off Amazon because I can't get just one. Like, you know, it was just like really nice. And so that, like, that was lovely. Does he need that to plan our trip to Belize? No, I got it. <laughs> I can't, well, we're going to Belize because we have to meet the fans. Oh, yeah. Wait, I, the, the reason I, that's hilarious. I forgot. The reason I said Belize is because Amy's going to Belize. So it's just like no. at top of mind. But yeah. Is Amy, oh, wait, we should can Amy, Amy have a meet and greet? <laughs> yeah. Amy, Amy needs to have a meet and greet on our behalf in oh, Belize. Um, I'll give you an example of when acts of service went wrong for me. Okay. It is actually the one that I gave just recently. So I I think this was the dentist, but I don't remember now. I was out of toothpaste and I was like, shit, like I forgot to go to the store or whatever. And I was just like venting out loud. And he brought me tooth, like bought me toothpaste, but not the kind that I use. So was he it had, like close? No. I didn't like it. I don't like oh green boy. toothpaste. Oh my god! It wasn't a flavor I liked. I didn't tell him that. Obviously, uh, I was going to say, do you but know? Like, or did he know that you're very particular about your toothpaste? No, definitely not. We've never spoken about toothpaste preferences. Oh, okay. So, like, no, it wasn't his fault. But like, that's an example of like, I know that. I, I mean, I was very grateful and I expressed thanks, and he yeah. did not know that it was in no way helpful to me. But like, I used it that one time when he was there, and then bought threw a new away. one that I liked. No, I didn't throw it away. I kept it for guests. Oh, smart, 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 smart. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's an example of, of what I mean about wanting control over things. That's fair. But what's funny is I feel that way about gifts. Mm. Because I'm like so particular, I'm like, like even with my mom, I'm like, please, please don't bother. I got it. I just love gifts. But I think that like most people that give me gifts know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, I, there's not, like, randos that are just giving me gifts. And my, I guess I'm lucky that my family is really good at it. Yeah. Um, my dad was very hit or miss, but besides him. Um, but I think that's where that's where gifts expands a little bit and starts to hinge on acts of service because it's not always things that I'm going to keep or things mm-hmm. that 
I'm going to be using, like an example of something that I considered a gift was that carnation, or this is like probably a combination of words of affirmation and gifts, but I had, um, oh, the coach, I've talked about it before. So the coach lived with me for three months, something like that. And basically every single time, so he slept in later than me, I had to be at work earlier than him, and I was always home before him. Pretty much every single time I came home, there was a note on the bed with some sort of like little sweet nothing that he had left for me. That's cute. My friend's husband um, like hides post-its in her clothing when she packs to go somewhere and like so she like discovers them. Adorable. And sometimes it was just literally a heart written on a piece of paper. Like it wasn't always words and it wasn't – it was never anything lengthy. It was just like a little little thing that I got to like – walk into and be happy about. Yeah, no that's very sweet. Yeah, he he was very sweet. I I read an article once when I was getting my hair cut and so it was in a physical magazine. I have never been able to string together the proper search terms to find it. So if anyone else has read this, I would love to hear it and can find it for me cuz I like want this article again. It was a great article about gift giving. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what you think of this. It's that this – so this woman was describing how she believes that there are two types of gift givers, people who give gifts with the image of the person they want the receiver to be, and then people who give gifts actually acknowledging the person they're giving the gift to. And so the example she gave is like – she's like, I give my sister books because I want my sister to be a reader. And she's just fucking not. And I keep trying to transform her into one. And she talked about how the best gift she ever got is from her husband who um, he had. It was like this giant box wrapped under the tree. And it was filled with fortune cookies. And it was because like one night at a Chinese restaurant, she said like she had always wanted to go to like a Chinese um, uh, cookie, uh, fortune cookie factory. Mm -hmm. And um, just like swim in like a vat of them or whatever and so he like got her this like giant box of them and she was like so thrilled and i'm sure like not not expensive um but she was like it showed that he listened and Hmm. like thought about like this funny little dream that i had and i i just like really i think about that article like all the time (laughs) i i that makes a lot of sense and i'm like thinking about like different gifts that i've given or received um, and that makes a lot of sense. I'm realizing the one that we're now neglecting is physical touch. Oh yeah, well, that would just seems <laughs> obvious. But yes, being close to and caressed by your partner. Oh my god, the word caressed. the word caressed is so cringe. The word caressed. I hate um, it. I don't want to be. Please, oh my god, I'm I'm lit- physically recoiling. Please, no one caress me. Yeah, I I will say I'm selective about physical touch. I really like being on a couch together and like some like having like. The, like somebody's legs up on somebody's lap or kind yeah. of like leaning. Like I really like that. You're nothing, not a hand holder though, right? Thank you. Nothing yeah. repulses me more than holding hands. I hate it. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh my God. I lose – I get clammy. I lose – like when you do this, the interlocked fingers one, Yeah. I lose circulation in my fingers. I don't like it. Who? What kind of death grips are the people it, you're holding hands it with It literally have? always happens. It, and so it's not – yeah, no, it's like not some freak that's like – Hulk gripping my hand. I, I don't know. I I really like PDA. Mm-hmm. I like I really like physical touch in that way. I'm not trying to be gross about it in public, obviously, but yeah. like 
holding hands or like just being just generally entwined with somebody I really like yeah I like like a check-in like a physical yeah. check-in like a physical doing your, check-in. yeah like doing your thing and then kind of like bopping back over like hey how's it going yeah well cool. I'm not gonna be like physically you know entwined with him the whole time but I do I do love a handhold I like one of the things that I really liked about the rower was that the way that our shoulders were, he could very easily have his arm around me while we walked. Oh, okay. And I really liked that. I liked I liked being like fully side side by side connected while walking down the street. That's so that's so funny. I I think I Part another reason I don't like hand holding is because I use my hands to speak so much. I'm like, mm. let go. I need to use these. These are my instruments. <laughs> and and because I was just thinking that um a fight that I had with the student was that when I would drive, he would reach across and hold like oh, my yeah. right hand in his left hand. And I'd be like, I need this on the wheel. Let go. <laughs> go like i i legit felt like panicked that i wouldn't be able to put my hand on the wheel if i needed to yeah i don't think i need to hold hands while driving yeah i didn't i like, like a hand on my leg okay I yeah just, I, don't I, think... I want like the freedom this is is this avoidant i'm like i want the freedom to run <laughs> do not <I> hold think, <laughs> said that way yes ma'am yes it is oh hilarious anyway um so i found um I follow this great girl on Instagram. Her handle is my love thinks. And she's a relationship therapist actually in California. And she posted like a really cute Instagram carousel about like what to do for your partner. That is X love language for Valentine's day. And I was just thinking what perfect timing. And so I was like thinking I could ask you if you like the gifts ones. Perfect. Okay, great. I actually, like, so a lot of these I think are lovely. I'm going to put that out there, right? Even though, like, gifts is low for me, I think this would be great. So, like, one of them is buying them something they wouldn't buy themselves. Of great. course. A fucking delight. We've sort of talked about this. Buy them a gift that shows them how deeply you know them. Mm-hmm. This is a cute one that we have not talked about yet. Several small gifts to give them throughout the day. Would you like that? I- I love that one, and I think that that exemplifies that receiving gifts is not necessarily materialistic. Mm-hmm. That it can be about because I actually think that several small gifts for me as a receiving gifter mm-hmm. that has a much larger impact than one extremely extravagant gift. Yeah, and like an example of that, I got my receiving gifts love language very honestly from my family and my grandmother. My mom was growing up. My mom's family immigrated here from Norway. They did not have very much money when she was growing up. And so my grandmother used to wrap every single little piece of every toy separately, including like if something came with batteries. She would wrap each battery individually. Wow, that would make me crazy. So that the kids would have more stuff to open on Christmas, even though they were only getting, you know, the one toy or whatever it was. That's and so I think cute. that's a that's an example of this, like several smaller things that you know the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, kind of thing. Yeah, I love that idea though. Do not though I want to say, do not withhold gifts purposefully to then have greater impact. Yes, please don't the, do that. The story. 
we should retell that when we do our like uh yeah origins 2.0 when i do the oyster origin story that will that story will absolutely be told for sure also on our gaslighting special um not valentine's day themed (laughs) no but we will do a gaslighting special soon and i will talk all about that um let's get through the physical touch ones because i can't (laughs) okay I'll, i'll read these to you um oh she calls it affectionate touch that's interesting yeah which I actually think is smart because, like we were saying, if you're if you're taking sex out of the original, then you do you should rebrand it. Yeah, except the first one is initiating sex. Yeah, which I get. Like I think that like huh? if somebody's primary love language is physical touch and they are constantly initiating, yes. that can get that can get really t- that can get hard. I get that, and so I that's why I get why then this would feel really good to somebody. Yes, okay, totally agreed um buying lingerie or something to change up your sexual routine a valentine's day classic that but that sounds like something i don't that's a little gifty but i'm actually thinking about it like i would maybe buy lingerie for myself to wear to change up our sexual routine versus advocating for a man to buy a woman lingerie oh i'm picturing this as like my male partner receives love by physical touch so like i like the lingerie for me i'll yeah. want that for myself and then it will also enhance yeah well then it's not gifty because like you it's yours you know right 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 yeah. but like it's there's like this weird condition precedent to the, the to the physical touch right that you're doing this yeah. like act first whatever it doesn't matter massage lo- massage. Do you like a foot massage i love a foot massage yeah there you go uh do you not uh no, I hate feet. <laughs> just put you in a fucking bubble. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Do I just like not like limbs or like appendages? I don't it's, like foot, feet, it, or hands. That's, what, that's how it's seeming to me. Yes. <laughs> uh, great. Um. Yeah. I I love a foot massage. That's one of my. I don't like giving them though. So it's a little tricky. Well, men's feet are disgusting. Okay. I agreed, but it's tough to be like, yeah, I want you to give me a, f- a foot massage, but like, fuck no, I'm not giving you one. Like, that's rude. That, yeah, that's tough. I love this one. Making an effort to touch them when you walk by them throughout the day. Yeah, that's what I mean by like, a physical check-in. Yes, I love that. I Something that I really like about cooking with somebody is exactly that. Like, you're both in the kitchen, you're both cooking – And then, like, as you're kind of, like, walking by each other, maybe, like, you know, I'm going to grab an ingredient or he's going to the fridge and you kind of, like, squeeze my waist as you walk by or, like, I'll, like, kiss him on the cheek as I'm, like, walking by the stove because he's stirring something. Like, ah, I'm getting excited just thinking about that scene with an uh, imaginary person. Oh, my God. That's cute. Okay. So a couple acts of service. Surprising them with doing a project around the house that they've always wished was done. Like your light bulb. Yes, exactly. Uh, oh, this is like a good – this is a good Valentine's Day one. Yeah, being their butler for a day. Because it like feels extra. It does. It feels like an actual gift because like – and I, I don't mean to say that it overlaps with receiving gifts. I more so mean like it feels like a special thing that you're doing for Valentine's Day. Exactly. Like I feel like you could present to somebody like like on like a note card or something like, I am your butler for the day. Yeah, on like a silver platter or something. Yeah, that'd be so cute with a cloche. Okay. That would be so fun. Taking over the duties that they typically do for a day. Oh my God, I would love that. This is the thing that dresses me out. Oh, wow. Depends on what the duties are. Are you good at the duties? 
it might not be that's the thing though like it's okay to accept like not like think about the, like i think about this a lot with kids right where like um a certain an average husband right might not be as good as the average mother as putting on a diaper right but sometimes you just have to live like my friend's child has come out and like the duck, the, the duct tape is involved. And it's like, you just have to be okay with that. It's fine. That absolutely, absolutely. But I'm, I'm seeing this from a lens of like, not my child's diapers, but like of my partner. This is why access service is so low for me. Yeah. I'm seeing it as like my partner currently in my current life, taking over the duties that I typically do for a day. I, like I see no value in that. But that's oh why God. that's why acts of service is low. I know, it, I know. It, it, I just think it like to me it gets a little bit at like the praising near misses thing where it's like I think I'm it's not yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying I wouldn't thank them for it and I would make them feel shitty. I'm just saying yeah, yeah. if you're choosing from an carousel post of ways that you could make me happy, don't pick this one. Oh, for sure, for sure. That's what I mean. Okay. Quality time. Hit me. Quality time. Planning a date that's exactly what they would want. I want it. We who, literally okay. had this conversation about my birthday. Who who would say no? It's phrased planning a date that's exactly what they would want. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, that's a that's a winner. Like, oh uh, yeah, do, do that. That sounds great. Um, spending Valentine's Day with no phones and just being together. I think that sounds very nice. That is incredibly unrealistic for my life. And so I think if somebody actually asked me for that, I would be like, that I can't do that. Like that yeah. is that is setting me up for failure. Yeah. I I think that sounds rough. Yeah. Doing a totally new activity together. Think adventure. I would be very into this. And I'm actually, it's funny that this comes up because I am trying to implement this a little bit more. Cause like I've had guys suggest dates that are a little out of my comfort zone, like paddleboarding or like axe throwing and stuff like that. And yeah. I get so locked into like, oh, we just have to meet for like drinks or whatever. I'm trying to say yes to stuff like that more. Yeah. I once went on – I the date that I've done that was the most like that is I went bowling with a guy on a first date. Oh, yeah. And it was great. It, I didn't want to see him again. He was perfectly nice but just not not a second date guy for me. But what – other times when people have suggested things, it's felt like stuff that's going to be too much of a commitment. See, that's a, that's where I'm like, oh, God, we have to, like, go all the way to the marina and then we're going to, like, fucking row out on our paddle boards. What, it, like, what, you know, it, it, that, it does stress me out a little bit. That's, boarding, that's partially that, why. Paddle boarding is a big – like, axe throwing is fine. Whatever. You show up to a totally. place. You do an hour. Like, what do you book? The, you probably book those things by the hour. Yeah. At, At the end of the hour, How, if you're not having a good time. I don't think I could throw an axe for an hour. I'd get fucking exhausted. I just did an axe throwing motion, everybody. I saw that. Yeah. Have you done I, it before? I know you saw it. <laughs> Have you done axe throwing before? No. I'm really good at it. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. So these are these are interesting to me because these make me cringe. <laughs> Writing a poem for your significant other. Oh, I know that words of affirmation – is a, my jam, but this does sound cringe. Because I think, like, for a – like, you have to be really good at it is the thing. That, that's the problem. Also, are you reading it to me? Oh, God. Oh, God. It's like um, – we were like talking about this minute. on the Discord channel, the um, Too Hot to Handle show. There's a yes, guy who, like, where he sings. sang to her. It was so oh. fucking cringe. 
similarly, actually, I'm watching – are you watching the current season of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days? Yeah, but I'm several episodes behind. Okay. I, I, will, I will say this without any spoilers. It's fine. Um, Th- this show is not ruined by spoilers. <laughs> that's true. The, first of all, this season is amazing. Yeah, it is wild. Ben, the like older guy who mm. is dating the Peruvian woman who probably doesn't exist. <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> he sends her a poem via whatever messenger service that they use and like reads it aloud for the camera. And I had physical discomfort. Yep. Yep. Where was the, where was the anxiety, Allie? Where did it touch you? Oh, it was all the whole body everywhere. <laughs> I almost turned it off. Yeah. Um, okay, but the others are not so bad. Making your significant other a card that talks about the reasons you love them. I love that. That's I do. So I sweet. like that too. I will say because, um, like I've said, PowerPoint was very good with his words. He wrote me some very good cards that um, I no longer have. Yeah, I haven't and then really dated anybody that's like really good at that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. ASV did – I almost used his real name just now. Um, mm. ASV did uh, write me that one that I read on our live Patreon episode that was lovely, but that was – funnily enough, that was before we were actually dating and he never wrote me another card after that. Oh, that's really funny. He hooked you and then he was like, I'm done. <laughs> he did. He, he's out. He maxed out on his cards. And then we've talked about this one, leaving sticky notes around the house with words of appreciation. Love that. Yeah. I also have – so I came across these TikToks in my algorithm just like – it was like ways to annoy someone who has this. Um, we're running a little bit long, so I think I might just like do one – like we can like laugh about one of them um, and then we can just send people to them. Perfect. I, I've also mentioned several things that would annoy me. Yes, true. We've, we've covered, this, we've covered you. <laughs> this is um This is Eros Miranda, by the way. Have you ever – have you come across this content? I don't think so. He he's like a relationship coach type person, and so um, I was just curious. I'll let you pick. Okay, let's do. Should we keep just shitting on physical touch? <laughs> Great. When you always have to be the one initiating physical intimacy. Yeah. So that one came up. Yeah, we talked about that. Oh, I bet this one would piss you off. When they're loving at home, but distant and cold when around a group. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. That'd be really bad. Oh, I would hate that. Oh, I probably upset an ex. When they constantly reject your touch, hand-holding, etc. Oh, oh, it literally was like you just throwing people's hands off of yours. Yeah. (laughs) I think that there have been exes that have thought that about me. But then I broke up with them shortly thereafter because I realized I was repulsed by their touch. Oh, God. They always want to go out instead of staying in and cuddling. Is that... That's physical touch, though. I would think that would annoy someone with quality time. No, I mean, I can see how it would, like, if you're always sort of putting distance in your relationship. Like, oh, no, 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 yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. just go, like, hang out with the group. Let's go. It's like, oh, but I would, like, that really makes like sense. to stay. Yeah, I kind of get that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Oh, and then being long distance. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> makes sense. Wait, I really, I really want to know what the receiving gifts ones are. Can we just do that one real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um... I also just like dancing to the music. Oh my god, he didn't do a gifts. What? Yeah. This, it's quality time. It's There's quality time, acts of service, physical touch, and then it switches to things you'll enjoy. Is he punking the receiving gifts people by not giving them the gift of his TikToks? Oh damn, that could be right. That seems like Inception or something. Oh no, I'm yeah. so sorry. That's sad. All right, I'm going to have to go write a strongly worded letter. 
Oh, well, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. I guess I won't find out what annoys me today. I mean, this. This moment. <laughs> yeah, this this has very much this has very much annoyed me. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, well, this was really fun. I hope people like this. I it was like a I felt like I laughed a lot. It was nice. I did, yeah. This was fun. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I'm gonna go have dinner. Okay. I am gonna go have more pie that I ordered when I was sad on. Oh, Friday. I saw the pie that looked really good. Ugh, so good. I ordered I ordered three slices of pie and two pints of ice cream. I fucking support that. What type of ice cream? Um, it was Van Leeuwen, which is mm. like a thing here. So they don't have that many flavors, but it was um, Honeycomb is my favorite flavor. Oh, yeah, yeah. By them. It's so fucking good. And then they have a seasonal one that was like a berry cheesecake. Nice. I like their – they're in um, they're in LA as well. I like their – their mint is very fresh. It's like a true mint. I don't think I've had their mint. Oh, it's a mint. I think it's a mint chip. Yeah, I like their salted caramel, but they don't always have it, and they didn't mm. have it. Bummer. So. Well, enjoy those leftovers. Oh, thanks. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.